We are on Yevamos Tezayin Amadal of 16a1. Uh, we will be concluding the parak, the chapter, uh, next week, in the middle of next week. So we're almost done with the first chapter of Yevamos. It's a very long Mesechta, it's a very long tractate, and we have to celebrate the completion of every chapter. So we're almost done uh, with uh, the first chapter. We are towards the end of this very long discussion about the dispute between Beishamai and Beishelel. They had an argument in the Mishnah about the status of a Tsaros Erva, of the co-wife of a relative in a situation of, potential situation of Yibum. The case, again, is where the brother passes away without any children. He is married to two wives. One of them is the live brother's daughter. So his daughter is also his sister-in-law. And the other one is another wife, not related to the live brother. Basila is of the opinion that there is no mitzvah of Yibam or Chalitza with regards to both the sister-in-law, who's your daughter, and the co-wife. The co-wife, both of them could go ahead and marry uh, somebody without doing Yibam or Chalitza. Beishamai argues and he says that that's true with regards to the sister-in-law who's your daughter. But with regards to the co-wife, there is a mitzvah of Yibam or Chalitza and she's not allowed to get married to somebody else until they do Yibam. The brother-in-law and the sister-in-law who's not related, they do Yibam or Chalitza. And we wanted to know whether or not Beishamai, they follow their position in the end of the day. We mentioned how there's a Baskal, there's a heavenly voice saying that we follow Beis Hillel. Uh, and that applies to uh, to everybody else. But does Beishamai, do they follow their own position in the end of the day? Or do they agree practically to Beis Hillel? And we tried to bring a lot of proofs. Uh, and we rejected most of the proofs as to say that Beishamai does follow their own position. We have one last proof. And then we'll conclude that entire uh, that entire discussion. So the Gemara says as follows, Tashma, come and learn the following proof. As it says, Bimei Rabbi Dosa ben Horkinus. It was in the days of Rabbi Dosa ben Horkinus, Rabbi Dosa ben Horkinus. We're going to see a whole story involving Rabbi Dosa ben Horkinus in a second. Uh, but he was alive uh, during the second temple, during the second base of Migdash. And it was during his days that it said, Hutra Tzar Sabas Laachin. He allowed it, he made it permissible for the Sarah Sabbats for the co-wife of the relative to do Yibam, like Beishamai, Shmamina Asu. So we see the fact that he did it practically, he allowed it, shows that Beishamai was in the fact, was of the opinion that uh, you're practically allowed to um, allowed to uh, to follow their own position. And Beishamai did in fact follow their own position practically, Shmamina So we see that this was done. This was the practice for those that followed the position of Beishamai, that practically they would allow the co-wife, the one who is not related to, besides for being the sister-in-law, not related in any other way, to do Yibam with the live brother, with the brother-in-law. Okay, and that concludes the discussion. In the end of the day, we have a few proofs to show that Beishamai really does maintain their position practically. But now that we mentioned Rabbi Dosa ben Horkinus, the Gemara now is going to come back uh, to discuss Rabbi Dosa ben Horkinus, and it's going to quote a whole story. So there's a long story involving this particular ruling, where the ra- other rabbis of that generation, again, Rabbi Dosa ben Horkinus, he was alive towards the end of the second base of Migdash, of the second 
uh, temple, and he was he was very very old, and he also was alive uh, during the times of Beishamai. And there's a there's a whole discussion where the rabbis would wanted to, to discuss with him this particular ruling, this ruling that he said that we follow the position of Beishamai because we don't generally we don't really follow the position of Beishamai, we follow the position of Beishelel. So why did he? Follow the position of Beishamai. So this involves a whole story, which we'll go through the story right now. Gufa. So they return, they just repeat the statement that we had earlier. That during the days of Rabbi Dosa ben Horkinus, he allowed the co-wife to do Yibam with the brother-in-law. And the Gemara says, This was something which was difficult. It was, it was hard for the, the sages, for the rabbis to understand. He was Rabdosa was a great scholar. Not only was he a great scholar, but he also he didn't really come. He wasn't he wasn't coming to the base measures, to the study halls, and so they didn't really they weren't able to have a conversation with him about it to understand why he followed the position of Beishamai in this particular ruling. The of Kamo he he stopped seeing. Uh, his uh, he he was it was difficult for him to see. So therefore. Therefore, it was difficult for him to enter into the study halls. He stayed at home for the most part. He was an old, he was an elderly person. So the <coughs> excuse me, the rabbi said, "Who's going to go and inform him and talk to him to discuss the disagreement between Beis and Beis Hillel with regards to this?" So Amr led Rabbi Yeshua Ani Elech. Rabbi Yeshua, he was he was of the uh, old elders of the sages. And he was also one of the leaders of the rabbis of that time. And he said, I will go. me, who's going to go after him? Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah. Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah was also one of the leaders, but he was younger. He was younger than Rabbi Yeshua. So he'll go after Rabbi Yeshua. Because out of respect, Rabbi Yeshua will go first. Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah would go next. me, who's going to be the third one to go? There a group of three, abba, three rabbis are going. Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva was not uh, one of the two heads of the time. Wasn't the Nasi or the Abbasdin. Uh, but he was also a great uh, Torah scholar, so he would go third, so he would go last. So they go, the three of them go, and they go towards the entrance of Rabidosa's house. Rabidosa's maid came and went to Rabidosa and said to him, The three Torah giants of our generation, they, they have come to visit you. So Amar Kansu. So he said to her, "Let them come in." Vinichlasu. So they come into his house. Tfasu Rabbi Shiva Shiva Mitzvah So Rabbi Dosa he recognizes again. He's it's very difficult for him to see, but he recognizes Rabbi Yeshua. And our commentators explain that the reason why he recognized Rabbi Yeshua was because Rabbi Yeshua was older, and so he he knew who Rabbi Yeshua was. He recognized Rabbi Yeshua because uh, they were he recognized them from his youth when he was able to to see. So he told Rabbi Yeshua. He, out of respect to Rabbi Yeshua, he told him to sit down on a golden couch. On a golden couch. He gave great respect uh, to Rabbi Yeshua and his guest and told him to sit on the golden couch. So, Amr Rabbi Yeshua said to Rabbi Dosa, there's other people here. Rabbi, Amr Lord, there's other, there's other students of yours here. Uh, out of respect, he said, students of yours, they're, they're younger. And so they should also sit. Amr Lord, Rabbi Dosa said, Mihu, who else is here? He wasn't able to recognize the others. So he said, Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, the first one is Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, he's also with us. So Rabbi Dosa said, Amar v'yeshlo ben Lazariah chavirenu. Rabbi Dosa remembered Azariah, the, the father of Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah. He remembered the father and he says, Ah, oh, Azariah, I remember Azariah 
and he has a, he has a son also. Kar love hamikra azeh. So then he quoted the following verse: Nar haisi gamzakanti velo raisi tzedik neza bazar mavakish lachem azariah. And the son of azariah, they were great Torah scholars, and they were also known to be uh, wealthy. And so he quoted the verse that says that I have nar haisi. I was young, and I was, I've also aged. But I have never seen a righteous man who is forsaken or his children asking for bread. And it's referring to Azariah, this could be referring to Azariah and to his son, or Belazar, who they were never, they never asked for bread. They were, they were wealthy and they were Torah scholars. They were righteous people. And so it's false of Yeshiva al-Mitzvah So he also puts him on the golden couch, on the golden bed. So Amr Lord Rabbi Yeshua says to Rabbi Dosa, there's a third person here, there's a third great Torah scholar. Rabbi, Amr tell the other one to sit down. So Amar Lo Mihu, he said, who is, who's the, uh, who's the third rabbi? Akiva ben Yosef, it's the Akiva, Rabbi Akiva. So Rabbi Dosa said, Amar Lo, ah, I don't know who, I don't know who Rabbi Akiva is, and I don't, meaning I never met him, and I don't know who his father is, I never met his father, but Atahu Akiva ben Yosef, but I've heard about you. You're the Akiva ben Yosef, Shishimcha Holech Mesova Olam Vatsofo, your name resounds from one end of the world to the other, everybody knows who you are, you're here, Shav b'ni shav, sit my son, sit down. And he says, Kamos Yisrael, there should be many like you amongst the Jewish people. And they point out, he doesn't say to sit down on the golden couch. For the first two rabbis, Rabbi Shua and Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, they sat on the golden couch because those two were really the, the, the leaders. They had the positions of Nasi and Avbezin. They were the two leaders of the Jewish people. And so they sat on the golden couch where Rabbi Kiva, he gave him great respect. But... He wasn't. Uh, they didn't have the. He didn't have the official title of nasi or of abazin of positions of leadership, and so he sat uh, on a different on a different uh, couch. So they start. They start talking. They start discussing questions of law. Until finally, they reached the question of tsar sabas, the reason why they came. So they first discuss other things. Uh, to begin conversation in other areas of law, and then they discuss the Tsar Sabas, the case of the co-wife of the daughter. Amrulay, so they say to him, Tsar Sabas Mahu, what is the law with regards to the co-wife? In a situation where the, there are two wives, and one of them is related to the live brother, the other one is not, uh, besides her being the sister-in-law. So what's the status of the co-wife? Amrulahan, he says to them, this is a famous dispute between Beishamai and Beishillel. So they say, okay, fine, but halachic is me. Who do we follow in the end of the day? Amalahan. So he says to them, halachic is The law is like Beis Hillel, that there's no mitzvah of Ibn Rechalitza, that we follow Beis Hillel. So Amalahan, they say to him, but the rumors are going around. We heard from you in your name. The report is that you follow Beis Shammai. So he says to them, Amalahan, he says to them, what exactly did you hear? Dosa Shamatem? Did you hear that Dosa? I'm Rabbi Dosa. Did you hear Dosa? Said that, oh, Ben Hurkanis Shamatim, or did you hear that it was the son of Hurkanis? Which one did you hear? So, Amrulai, Chai Rabbi, Stam Shamanu. You know what? You're right. We didn't hear Dosa. We heard the son of Hurkanis said that they follow Beishamai. So, Amrulaham, or Dosa, explained to them, You should know, Ach Katan Yishli, I have a younger child, brother, Bechor Satanhu. And he's, he's, Raj explains that this means that he's, he was very sharp. This, my brother's very, very sharp. He's very smart. But he also, he maintains his own position. That he's somebody who, even if, if, if there's a, the majority disagree with him, he's not going to rule with the majority. He, I mean, he sticks to his position. The Yonasan Shemo, and his name is Yonasan. He's a, he's a student of Shammai. 
And he says, Be careful, don't, uh, don't talk to him about these halachos because he could, uh, he's, he's very, very sharp and, uh, he'll, he'll convince you otherwise. So you have to, you have to be very careful. He has 300 different reasons why we should follow Beishamai in this ruling. 300 different reasons. 300 is usually a number that's used as an exaggeration. I don't know if it's literally 300 reasons, but he has many, many reasons to prove that we follow Beishamai with regards to this ruling. He says, but don't talk to him about it because I've made on the Elisha my virus because I could testify. I call the heavens and the earth to testify. That on this mortar sat Chagai Hanavi, Chagai the prophet sat. Chagai was a prophet from the beginning of the second temple. And he said three things. So even though my brother has a lot of proofs to prove like Shambay Shammai, but I, I, I call on the heavens and the earth to testify that the prophet Chagai, he said three things. One of the three things is Taras Habasasura, that we follow the position of Basilal to say that there's no mitzvah of Ibn Merchalitza in this case. And so even though my brother has, has 300 reasons to prove otherwise, but I testify, I call on the heavens and the earth to testify that, that we really follow Beis Hillel in this case. Now Chagai also mentioned two other laws, and we're going to read them quickly, but we're going to get back to them in, uh, in the next recording. The second law is Amun Moab, Maestro, Maestro, Ani, Bishvi, is that in the places and lands of Amun Moab, during the Shemitah year, during the seventh year, they gave from their crop to the poor. Again, we're going to say this quickly, but we're going to uh, embellish on this in the next recording. And he also said that you're allowed to accept converts from the Karduyim and the Tarmudim. So we're going to get to that also in the next recording. But let's just finish the story. Tana, the Bryce that teaches, this is the end of the story. When they entered into the house, they entered it through one door. However, when they left, they left through three different doors. Why did they leave through three different doors? So Tosvos, the classic commentator on the page, he gives two different reasons, really opposite reasons. One reason is because they wanted to go into three different, they wanted to leave in three different directions so that all three do not encounter his brother Yonasan. They want to make sure that they don't encounter Yonasan so that Yonasan doesn't convince them otherwise that they should really follow Beishamai. They want to leave in three different directions so that uh, you know, even if he gets to one of them, but he didn't get to the other two. That's one reason, explains Tosos. The other reason is that, no, it's the opposite. It's that they went into three, they went in three different directions specifically to find Yonasan. They went into three different directions to find him, to discuss this with him. And that's actually what happened. Pagabob Rabbi Kiva, Yonasan met Rabbi Kiva. He met one of the three, Rabbi Kiva. And they had this discussion back and forth and he challenged Rabbi Kiva with regards to this. And he bested Rabbi Kiva. And Yonasan, he's very, very sharp, and he bested Rabbi Akiva. So Amarlo, Yonasan said to Rabbi Akiva, Atahu Akiva, Shishimcha Holech, Misofa Allah, You are the famous Rabbi Akiva that everybody knows about Rabbi Akiva. Ashrecha Shezachisa Lashem. Fortunate are you that you have such a reputation. And he puts him down. Yonasan puts him down. Vadayin lo, he got to the right bakar. But in reality, you haven't even reached the level of cattle herders. And he, and he insults. Yonasan, who's very, very sharp, but he also, he maintains his own positions and he doesn't follow the majority. He also insults Rabbi Kiva. He says, it's good that you have your name because in reality, you're even less than the cattle herders. Amar lo Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva says back to him in humility, the great humility of Rabbi Kiva. He says, <laughs> he was just insulted by Yonasan. He says, no, I feel the right zone. I'm not, I haven't even reached the level 
of sheep herders. Forget about cattle herders. I'm, I'm very, very low. You're right. I haven't even reached the level of sheep herders. We'll give two explanations to what is what was this back and forth that Yonasan says that you haven't even reached the level of cattle herders and, and Rabbi Kiva's response is not even to sheep herders. What exactly was that conversation? And with this, we will conclude for this. After we mention it, we'll conclude this recording. One explanation is that Yonasan was saying that you haven't even reached the level of cattle herders. And he was referring to Amos. He says that you want to prove to me that we follow Basilo from Haggai. Haggai was one of the last Nevi'im, one of the last prophets. He says that even if you would have studied from Amos, you, you, who is of the earlier, of the earlier prophets, who was a cattle herder, even if you heard it from him, you would have, you, you would have, it's not really what he said. You, you misunderstood what they were saying. And, and that you're really wrong in terms of your understanding of what Haggai said. Even if Amos would have said it, you would have been wrong in your understanding. And Rabbi Kiva says back that even the sheep herders, who is that referring to? It's referring to Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu, who was a sheep herder and says that, no, I, I heard it. I heard it from Moshe. Moshe himself says that, we, that our understanding is that Moshe himself follows this ruling. Uh, and that's Rabbi Kiva's response. That's one way of understanding this back and forth. Another way of understanding this back and forth is that Yonasan says that you haven't even reached the level of Roy Bakar. Who is Roy Bakar referring to? Bakar, the, the cattle, is, is, we say, is referring to Avram, our forefather Avram, who is Roy Bakar, he's referring to, referred to as cattle. Um, the animal that's, that's referred to him is referred to as cattle. And Yonasan was saying to him that you have such a reputation out there of being such a Torah scholar. And it's true, you can be a Torah scholar. But what about your chesed? Avram represents chesed, he represents... Um, kindness and giving towards others, where is your giving towards others? And Rabbi Kiva responds back in humility and he says that, no, I'm not, it's true. I, I, I have to work on my, on, my, on my chesed, on my caring for others, but I also have to work on my Torah, even my Torah. He says that I'm not even uh, like the sheep herders. And who's that referring to? It's referring to Yaakov, our forefather Yaakov, who represents Torah. And he says that even the reputation that I have is incorrect. I haven't even reached a high level of of, uh, of Torah knowledge and I don't have either one and in his humility he responds by saying I don't have I don't have the chesed of Avram I don't have the Torah of Yaakov you're correct and that, that represents really that shows us the humility of Rabbi Akiva so that concludes the story of the three rabbis coming to Rabbi Dosa and in tomorrow's recording we will continue uh, with analyzing some of these halachos